Uh, thanks, Paul. I love uh, that verse 5 of 1 Kings 15. Uh, because uh, David did uh, what is right in the eyes of the Lord all the days of his life. And he did everything that the Lord had commanded him. And then we have that bit, except in the case of Uriah the Hittite. Uh, thank God for Jesus. Our friends, let's pray. Father, as we uh, read these verses from Acts chapter 2, uh, we realise what your people of old were on about and therefore how they responded to what you had done. This was a church that I'm sure we would have loved to have been part of. Please help us at NHA to be more like this first Christian church and therefore what they were devoted to. In Jesus' name, Amen. So we have before us today six verses. And I'm only looking at the first words. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Seven words in total, also seven words in the original Greek. I suppose last week we looked at what drove those first followers of Jesus, and it was the Holy Spirit. May we never forget that he drives his people today. Yes, we are spirit-empowered. And talking about the spirit, it makes me think of the book of Zechariah, a book we hope to return to and finish after these six weeks. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Yes, Zechariah 4, 6. But today we're looking at, in a word, teaching. I suppose that is what I'm doing right now. One would think that if we have the Holy Spirit in us, we can go it alone. Almost give church a miss. But strangely, it is not the case. Like the first Christians, although having just received the gift of the Holy Spirit, they were also devoted to the apostles' teaching. I find that a little strange. Am I strange to think things like that? <laughs> Perhaps don't answer. <laughs> like, why can't they just go it alone now? They don't need a Moses-type figure full of the Spirit to tell them what to do. They now have the Spirit themselves. But the first seven words in verse 42 tell us that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. You could say they needed more. For example, they needed the apostles' teaching. Or you could say the Spirit so moved them that they couldn't help but be devoted to the apostles' teaching. Forgetting for the moment what the apostles' teaching might mean, are you now devoted to the Bible? Like, do you regularly read the Holy Bible? Do you use a devotion or a journal to help you? Have you joined a small group that looks at God's word together? Choose it over? Do you read Christian books? Do you listen to messages from other faithful speakers? Do you come to church regularly and listen to the sermon? And this is what you also want for your children too, for them to be devoted to what the Bible says, not give in to what the world now says. 
Yes, are you devoted to such teaching? Or do you see it as old school stuff that you probably know anyway? I will let you in on a little secret about myself. I was going to tell my wife all about this, but I haven't had a chance to talk. <laughs> Maybe I should have run it by her. <laughs> anyway, I never read a book until the age of 30, uh, when I became a Christian. Yes, I never read a book until then. For school exams, especially the HSC, Year 12 exams, whatever they call them now in Queensland, I, <laughs> I don't know. In preparation, I never either studied much or read just the last paragraph of a chapter of a book and twisted my answer to suit that paragraph <laughs> that I had read. You could say I was a very naughty boy, <laughs> but I got away with it. <laughs> However, that all changed when I became a Christian. Strangely, I told you I was strange. <laughs> I applied to go to more Bible college when I was a young Christian. Uh, we were living in Ulladulla, the south coast of New South Wales at the time. And in my application form, one of the many questions asked as, asked this, as to what the greatest three books were that you've read. <laughs> hmm. I went to write down the Bible, as I hadn't really read anything else yet. <laughs> But there was a bracket in that question and that said, you can't say the Bible. <laughs> I don't remember what I wrote down, <laughs> if anything. However, as I said, that was all changing. Now, Peter, one of the apostles who was no doubt moved by the Spirit to speak to everyone on this day of Pentecost, addresses everyone, and if you summed up what he said in one word, it was all about Jesus. So it makes perfect sense that we need to listen to someone like Peter, who it seems three years prior encountered Jesus and said to him, Jesus said to him, drop everything and come and follow me, Matthew 4, 18 to 20. And Peter did. Yes, he was one of the apostles who saw everything, well, the things that mattered. He also said, in the previous chapter, that an apostle of Jesus must be someone who was there at the baptism of Jesus and was also there when he rose from the dead, Acts 1, 21 to 22. So the apostles' teaching was no doubt all about Jesus. But to be an apostle, one needed to be a personal witness to seeing Jesus, especially in the days of his resurrection and being able to perform miraculous things Compare 1 Corinthians 9, 1 and 2 Corinthians 12, 12. Hence the Apostle Paul also. But when we read elsewhere, we find that the word of Christ is mentioned, Colossians 3, 16, and that Jesus says to obey everything I've commanded you, Matthew 28, 20. So it makes perfect sense that now the New Testament has been put together by people, by people a lot smarter than just about any group of us, that we need to obey the, or to be devoted to the whole New Testament. That is, the whole Bible as the Old Testament, especially including our reading from 1 Kings 15, verse 5, points us to the New Testament, to the need for Jesus himself. 
It's no wonder, therefore, that the uh, 39 Articles of Religion that much of the Anglican Church is based on, Article 8, refers to the Nicene Creed, which refers to the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. As some have also said about verse 42 here, the Spirit of God leads the people of God to submit to the Word of God. That is to be devoted to the apostles' teaching. And so just as the Nicene Creed says we are an apostolic church, yes, NHA is Northern Hope Anglican Church, but you could say NHA is also Northern Hope Apostolic Church. Now, if God's people were devoted to the apostles' teaching, and they were, that means some things. It firstly means, and uh, you can uh, fill this in on your sermon outline if you wish, uh, that we are all a work in progress. As why be devoted to a certain teaching if one doesn't need changing? If one is okay as is, like one doesn't even need any teaching if one is okay, just believe in Jesus and be done with it. But one is obviously not okay, as is. We all need changing, hence the gift of the Holy Spirit. Not only does he change us, but he also wants us to be devoted to the teaching so that when we hear God's word faithfully proclaimed, we are urged to change, to align ourselves with it, to keep restoring the image of God, an image that Adam and Eve were originally made in. Genesis 1.27. And secondly, second point, means that it matters. That is, changing matters. That is, restoring the image of God matters. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if it doesn't matter, <laughs> why change? But if it does matter, one must change. And, and how does it matter? we will all one day be judged. And just as Jesus first came, he's also coming back to do that bit. Yes, if one repents and believes in Jesus, one is forgiven, one will experience eternal life. But one now needs to bear fruit in accordance with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 22-23 and John 15. One also needs to do good works, Ephesians 2.10 and James 2.22. And Jesus is going to judge you and me about that bit, John 5.27 and 2 Corinthians 5.10. So we had better change our ways. Hence, we need to be devoted to the apostles' teaching. To hear God speak to us, be challenged by it, be changed by it and be comforted by it. Yes, firstly, we are all a work in progress, and secondly, it matters. But thirdly, none of this is going to happen unless we are humble. You know, when I think about it, um, there's only one, been one person who walked on this planet that probably didn't need to be, humanly speaking, humble. 
But he was. You could say he was perfectly clothed in it. And we're told to be like him. And if we are like him, God's favour will be on us. But if we are not humble, God will oppose us. 1 Peter 5.5. That's a scary thought indeed. Imagine being opposed by God. And that is what will happen if we remain prideful and remain believing in self. I love these verses that I'll shortly read. They are part of the apostles' teaching, the Apostle Paul, and God's people in the past, but we also today need to be devoted to things like this. Uh, We're told in Philippians 2, 5 to 11, have a listen. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. We're going to remember that in the Lord's Supper shortly. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yes, we are all a work in progress and such progress matters. But for progress to occur, we will need to be humble. James 1.21 Now, I've ummed and ahed about this final point, but I think I need to mention it. I hope you don't misunderstand me. I hope I also <laughs> explain myself well. And it's this. Because we are God's people in Jesus... And because we are therefore spirit-empowered, we are to be unoriginal. Now, that sounds pretty boring, doesn't it? Unoriginal. But at one level, we are to be unoriginal. Some things do not change. Too many things are foolishly changing and foolishly changing very rapidly. But some things do not change. To that I say, as John Northridge would say, hallelujah. (laughs) Yes, a boring stuck in the mud. Hallelujah. (laughs) Now, what do I mean by saying unoriginal? I mean this. We, like God's people in the first Christian church, need to be devoted to the apostles' teaching. And because the apostles' teaching hasn't changed, I say we need to be unoriginal. Strangely today, we usually want something new. Part of it is the tall poppy syndrome, got to knock it down for something new. But we are generally like that. We want something new and unusual. We almost hunger for it. But no, no, the apostles' teaching is almost 2,000 years old. Some things do not change. And I say hallelujah to that. 
But in saying all of this, when we think about it more, it is also completely original. <laughs> Nothing has changed. Society has certainly changed, and so we will also need to change some things. But God hasn't changed a bit. And so his truth, what he says, hasn't changed a bit. Yes, unoriginal means it is also original. And so as a pastor and preacher of God's word, like Dan and Craig, we aren't to be original. It's already been said. Just like NHA kids, those who lead it, aren't saying anything new and unusual. It's already been said. They're just saying what has already been said in a way that is hopefully helpful to our kids and to us in some of the songs <laughs> that we sing. It's no different... Oh, I knew about this. It's no different to... Um, It's no different to this devotion, Up From the Grave. Uh, we're encouraging you at NHA to do it for the next eight weeks and in your small groups if possible. Uh, you will read the 2,000-year-old, to us, Bible passage each day. You could say it is so original, <laughs> that is unoriginal. You will read comments that are applicable for today. That bit we must change compared one. 9.22, and then we get to say the suggested prayer each day. And the bonus is that there are questions in the back of this book for, for us all, especially our weekly small groups. Your copies are available today, and even if you didn't order your copy last week, we might have some left over today, or we will order some more and get them to you as soon as possible. They are 10 bucks. That's just two coffees, <laughs> and it is two months' worth of devotions. A great way to start the year 2020, uh, 2024. And Howard will distribute them today and also take any new orders. Yes, in concluding, may NHA be a church devoted to the Apostles' teaching. May Northern Hope Anglican Church be also Northern Hope Apostolic Church, original and unoriginal. Because not only are we all a work in progress and therefore humble, but it also matters because Jesus is coming back. Amen. Thank you, Bob.